Welcome to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast. I am your host, Diogen Tirandekura. On this show, you will discover the realities, the successes and the struggles of business management and information technology consultants in the fast-moving B2B world. So stay tuned if you want to know more about what it takes to have a consulting lifestyle. Hello, my guest today is Paul Ace, the messenger bot guy. So on the episode number two of the Consulting Lifestyle, we have a very young and very creative entrepreneur based in the UK, basically England. Paul has ran four different businesses in four totally different industries, and he will share with us the lessons that he learned during his business journey. We will also learn a lot about the conversational commerce experience and how it can help your business to grow. So, Paul, welcome to the show and share with us a little bit about your personal story. Yeah, so um, th- firstly, thanks for having me on the show. It's great great to be on here. Um, I started off um, as, I actually started off selling sausage rolls. I know that sounds weird. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I came out of school and decided I wanted to go straight into work instead of going to university. So I ended up spending five years at a, a bakery, a big chain bakery in the UK, worked up to manager in two years, did the whole kind of like corporate stuff, was running like 18 staff at 20 years old, which was like a bit bit hard and crazy, but it taught me a lot of stuff. Um, then I got to 23 and I was like, nah, don't, don't want to be in this world. Don't want to do that. So, <laughs> I, was, so I was like, right, let's. Um, I'd already always been doing music and stuff like that. And I'd um, learned to sing when I was like 20, 21, something like that wow. as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let, let, let's go. Let's go. Cool. Yeah. So I, over that time, I decided to go from uh, singing I went from sausage rolls to singing and then I went from singing to selling bridesmaids dresses and then I went from selling bridesmaids dresses to social media and, and bots. So I went through this like whole four, four completely different industries. Like they have no link to each other. <laughs> they, they don't, but they did. So I was already like, I was already in bands and stuff like that. So then I was like, how can I actually make money out of, being a musician and I was like well if I'm a singer I don't have to split it with anyone and I can charge a lot more money than being a drummer and getting like 60 pound a night and you know I went from 60 pound a night to eventually I was charging 2,000 pound a day which works about two and a half thousand dollars because because I was really good at what I did Uh, and I refined my craft more than uh, most of the people in the industry what I found with that though it wasn't scalable Right, so mm-hmm. I, I closed that business down. Guess how much it was worth? Zero. Oh yeah, yeah because completely because relied on me. Yes, everything relies on you. You produce the music. You are on stage. You 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 cannot be uh, at different stages at the same time. Uh, and what what type of music it was? Fifties uh, and sixties, um, vin- vintage singing mainly, uh, which was cool. But I was very interactive. Go out into the crowd and all that kind of stuff. Even like sat on middle-aged men's knees sometimes and though people found it absolutely hilarious it got people to dress up uh and all that kind of stuff and do dance-offs and everything so it, that kind of stuff you know and i kind of take took that into the online wedding business that we had selling bridesmaids dresses um that kind of led in from doing the wedding singing um and i learned a lot about doing facebook live so we did a facebook live every day for 365 days um or oh, which year uh 
not last year, the year before, I think it was. Okay, okay. Um, okay. So, so we did did that every single every single day. Um, that taught us a lot about like positioning, talking on camera, and uh, getting your point across, and being energetic and all that kind of stuff as well. You know, yes. using your hands because I don't know why I use my hands a lot, but I do. <laughs> uh, so, so we did that. Then, then we got some success with uh, selling bridesmaids dresses. We uh, got to like ninety six thousand dollars in sales in about five months, uh, four yes, or five months. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's we, almost 20 k twenty k pounds uh, a month. Yeah, yeah. We because we, yeah. we raised up to eventually, I think it was like sixteen thousand pound a month. So yeah, it's about twenty thousand um, dollars. And then we realized that that was really good at sales, but it's not good at returns because we're selling clothing and you're trying to impress seven people to do the same thing. So then we had a returns problem. Um, And in in that period, we actually had um, the postman would knock on the door every day. And every time I heard, you know, the little beep when they scan it, uh, (laughs) I knew I was like, that's 300 pounds, 600 pounds, 900 pounds. And we had £24,000 in returns in two months. Um, so we nearly went bankrupt. So I was like, can't do this anymore. So then we went, <laughs> then I was like, well, what I'm good at, I'm good at the selling part. So um, we took the stuff that we're doing with Messenger bots and um, social media and, and everything else and, and put all that together. And I was like, right, I'm just going to do that. I'm just going to do Messenger bots. And then went from there into this conversational commerce experience. And that's kind of where we got to where we are today. Yeah, that is something that we will dig a bit uh, during uh, during the episode. But first, for uh, for the audience to understand, uh, what is a messenger bot? If you can explain it for anyone that is not familiar with it, uh, I think it would be very helpful. So if you use Facebook Messenger, it's yes. literally like having a chat on Facebook Messenger with something that's got an automated process. So you can have this back and forth conversation with something that is responding to you automatically. Yes, yes, it is. It interacts with you uh, with you directly. Okay, that's, correct. Uh, that's they uh, another way of looking at it as well. It's like having a twenty four seven salesperson who never asks for a raise, uh, never screws up, and uh, <laughs> never leaves you for another company. It's like the perfect the perfect salesperson. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and it's the same perfect customer service person who works for you twenty four seven as well. As well, true, true, because that's what we often we often deal with is the after sales, and you you saw it with the bridesmaid dress uh, business, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we were getting two hundred and fifty messages a day uh, coming through our bot, um, and because we had this automated system, it was only taking us an hour a day to deal with it all. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you you are so so you you called um, you call yourself or at least you are the, you have the website themessengerbotguy.com. And um, indeed, there is a, a very interesting resource that you have is what you called the CCOM experience. Yes. Can you also elaborate on, uh, on, on what it is? Uh, so CCOM is all about conversational commerce. So it's about, you know, we've, we've been doing conversational commerce since the dawn of time and people just didn't yeah. realize that's what we were doing, right? So even if you look back to caveman times, primal times, someone would say, Oh, you got rock. I want rock for rock. Okay. Yes. What else could you give? Okay. And then <laughs> turns it, and then over time, it's gone into this more of kind of like, oh, meet so-and-so. Oh, yeah, they seem like a really cool person. Yeah, let's go for dinner. And then from going for dinner, then you go, hey, maybe we could do something together. And then from there, 
you go, oh, let's do this joint venture partnership. And then it turns into all this other stuff. But what we've done now is taking this to another level in terms of automating a lot of the process and mm-hmm. creating this conversational experience with customers over multiple platforms. Because what do everyone, what does everyone want nowadays? They want personalized service and instant answers, yes. right? So it's like this instant gratification where people are like, just give me the answer now, give me the answer, but make sure it's completely personal to me. And I'm like, Indeed. Yeah. okay, how do we how do we do that? So then we integrate messenger, voicemail, uh, personalized video messaging, text messages, email, direct mail. Uh, we're just starting looking at push notifications and stuff as well. So literally every platform that you can think of, yeah. integrating all those together to build on that customer experience for each and every customer. So, you know, for example, like sending a text message when yeah. you've sent someone a video message to say, just to let you know, I've just sent you a video message to your email. Go and check it out. We increased the view rate of that message by about 50% because it was personalized, super, yes. super personalized. Yes, yes, it's personalized. It's where people have their uh, their attention. And um, uh, so, yeah, there, there is way more chance if you if you send a text to, to someone that they will pay, uh, that they will pay attention to it. Uh, compared to compared to an email, at least I, I speak about myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, and yeah. you know T- Tony Tony Robbins says as well, um, where attention goes, energy flows, um, and and that's also true in marketing. You know, if where the attention is right now is on these chat chat platforms, it, it's people looking at the phone left, right, and center. Is yeah. it people checking email? Maybe not as much. Does that mean email's dead? No, it's still mm-hmm. got a place. Yeah. You know, I, like I was looking at some of my stats uh, today um, and I'm still getting like 50, 60% open rates on that because I'm warming up the list in lots of different, yeah. lots of different ways. So they're familiar with who's coming into their inbox. And as long as you give me valuable content, they're going to keep opening it. If you're going to spam the hell out of them, then they're not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so great. So we have a good, good overview of what is, what is a messenger bot and how the, the conversational commerce experience, how do you, uh, how do you put that in place? Now, uh, given that we are in a podcast with, in which we talk to a business, business consultant, information technology consultant, do you have maybe just one example of uh, uh, one consultant or one consulting company you did work with and uh, what type of results you had, uh, you had for them? Yeah, so uh, we've just been working with someone at the moment and they, have, they are selling basically an Amazon course, which has got some mm-hmm. level of coaching and stuff to it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's a high ticket course, cl- close on the phone. And um, we came into them five weeks ago and they, they, weren't, they weren't profitable. They were losing, losing quite a bit per month. Yeah. Um, and over that time, so what we've, what we've done, we've applied the uh, front end conversational experience through Messenger. So we do the follow up through Messenger in a conversational way. Um, so we bring them in through messengers to be able to watch the video sales letter, which is essentially like a mini webinar. <coughs> um, and by doing that, that means we have reduced the book call cost down from $261 per book call. Uh, and it went all the way down to $48. Yeah, that's, uh, less than five times. Wow. It's 20% yeah. of the cost that you did. Exactly. So, so we did that. And on top of that, then we were like, well, we need to get the close rate up. So we did a little bit of sales training with them. Uh, and a key part of when you're closing a sale, is when you ask for the sale, shut the hell up. 
Just <laughs> do not speak. Do not speak until they speak. So you say, this is the price. Just sit back and let yeah. them think about Let them think about what the action, uh, what they're going to say. Yeah. Um, and so by doing that, and we did, we've got some other sales training tips and stuff like that as well. We doubled the close rate from 8% to 15%. Um, and also now we've just been working on the short rate as well. And the short rate, I think now is around uh, 65, 70% as well, because we hit, we go SMS, voicemail drops, um, personalized video messaging, email, all before they get on a call. So yeah. they can't say, I didn't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and in the, in the way you deliver your services is there i guess part of the work is remote is there some consulting work that you do face to face with the with with your client or you can also run all your services from um, from distance so everything i do is re remote i don't okay. currently i don't think i have any clients that are in the uk all my, all my clients uh, are uh USA, Canada, and Australia. Oh, great, great. I am myself in Canada, so I uh, guess, guys, you know that there is a, the messenger bot guy has clients in Canada, so don't hesitate. <laughs> 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 um, uh, that's perfect. And is there, um, are, are there uh, pain points that you see that are coming back with uh, all the, the, the clients that you, uh, that, that you have? Are there like, uh, I don't know, one, two, or three um, advice generic advice that you can give uh to, to to clients because you see them coming back with the same issues uh to you yeah it's one of the things is engagement you know how, how do you how do you get when i said before you know where attention goes energy flows mm -hmm. and if if you've got people's attention the more they consume the more they convert so if yeah. if you can if you can bring in that consumption Uh, and get people to consume more of your content in a short space of time, you've got more chance of converting them into a client. You know, people um, like I, I had one client who they came to me and they were like, right, we've done these challenges. They've, they've, they've gone all right in the past. You know, we've, we did okay. Um, so we were thinking about putting messenger bots in there this time. I was like, okay. And they were like, so what we thought we could do, the get the email opt-in and then on the thank you page, we'll bring them into messenger. And I was like, you need to flip that around. And he was like, what do you mean? And he was like, okay. I was like, so your opt-in rate for your email on Messenger is around 80%. Yeah. He's like, okay. And what, how, well, your opt-in rate for Messenger, obviously, is also about 80%. So you can have 80% of both, or you can have 50% of one and 20% of the other. What would you prefer? And he was like, okay, we'll go all in. So we did. And the previous year, they'd done 35,000 in that, that particular launch. This year, we did 293,000. Wow. We in four days. This is, this is 9x. From 35,000 to 293, you said? 200, uh, yeah. 293,000 in four days. Wow. And what, what people say as well is, they go, oh, yeah, well, that's all great. That's just revenue. But it wasn't just revenue. That was... Um, so profit on that as well. We had a seven x return on the ad spend. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. I, I think I think the profit margins are huge as well. So uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, uh, uh, yeah, everyone will be little. We try to be little. Oh yeah, yeah it's just revenue, but still, oh, come on, it's very profitable. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Pro profit wise, we we spent about forty thousand dollars on ads. I think yeah. it was. And that's and that's thanks to 
the, that strategic thinking that you had uh, by telling by telling your client, okay, go, let's go messenger first instead of the in, instead of the opposite. So, um, so I think that that's very smart. And that's maybe something that uh, a, a lot of business may uh, underestimate, uh, whether whether it's a brick and mortar business or a, or a service business. Um, it doesn't it doesn't matter actually. Even if you have to sell B two B services. Uh, people are on the phone and uh, businesses are uh, owned and operated by people still now at the moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it's, uh, <laughs> it, so my, my, my attitude is uh, applying the Pareto principle. So okay, can, you, can know, you repeat, can you repeat what you just said? Plan? So uh, applying the Pareto principle. So okay. um, 80% of the results come from 20% of the work. Yeah. Right. So if you can automate 80% of the work, then the manual 20% that you do is going to get 80% of the results, right? But if you've got to do all the work and all this manual follow-up and everything, that gets really hard, really strenuous. But if you can automate 80% of that, then all you're doing is just closing that sale on on the edge and focusing on on what you do best. You know, for example, I had someone, um, we launched a a real, real last-minute offer uh, yesterday, and I was just like, oh, everyone else is doing it. I'll give it a go. So, and then someone messaged me this morning and was like, "Oh, I can't. I, I tried to check out, but it didn't. It didn't work." So, obviously, then I manually followed up and I was like, "Okay, that's that's all right. We'll sort it out." And I said, "I've just checked. It hasn't gone through." She was like, "Okay." She was like, "Have you got anything else I can buy?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, sure. There's a there's a uh, OTO afterwards as well where you can get this as well." And she was like, "Oh, cool. Yeah." And then five minutes later, she she just spent over a hundred dollars with me. Wow, oh, that's great. That that's great. Because you just build an extra level of trust there with that manual interaction as well. I'm not saying automate 100 percent of it because if you do, then you lose the human touch. You still want the human touch in there as well. Yeah, yeah. I was I, actually I was about to ask that. Like, don't you have clients saying or prospects telling you, mm, "I'm afraid um, I will be seen as a as a machine and not a real company." Don't you have so, that that objection sometimes? Not too much because a lot of people who come to me come from uh, okay. warm warm stuff anyway. Okay, um, which which is great. Uh, but it's also like I say, it's about conversational commerce, not automated commerce. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you're actually building the conversation, it shouldn't detract from what's going on. It, it it shouldn't it shouldn't detract from your message. It shouldn't detract from building that brand and that culture it should yeah. add to it and it should add even more value so if you're doing it right people were not going to worry about it being automated you know i i've had like lists of uh, people going thanks 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 this is the best challenge i've ever been through because yeah. it was fun and it was engaging and it got them to take a transformation through the process yeah yeah oh, that's great and um how is your um, how is your your t- do you have a team or how how is your team uh, at the at the moment with the messenger uh, messenger bot guy uh, company? Yeah, so the the way I work at the moment is you focus on and and this is this is where I think a lot of people when they're building out a team go go wrong is mm-hmm. they will go that's the main thing I'll do. Let me see if I can outsource that first. But mm-hmm. what you need what you want to be figuring out is. What are the low-value tasks that mm-hmm. if I put, if I worked out how much I'm making in a month, and then how many hours I'm working, then mm-hmm. you're working out how many, how much you're 
being paid per hour, right, at that point. So then what you do is look at an outsourced task and say, does that cost less than what I'm worth per hour? Mm -hmm. And then outsource that first. So the main stuff that I outsource, so for example, I've I've sent out three three job offers this week on Upwork for uh, uh, podcast outreach. Uh, to to get on more podcasts in a personalized way again so i've got a i've got a cold email template but however we've got like four levels of personalization that go into that cold outreach template so it feels a lot more not just generic getting a va from the philippines to do that um i am doing a mini blog post each day which i'm posting different groups but then turn into an email campaign as well i'm getting a va to schedule that email campaign Mm -hmm. i have done um a LinkedIn post scheduling and everything like that as well. I'll get a VA to do that kind of stuff. Video editing, get a VA to do that stuff. You know, you only want to be working on the stuff that's making the real dollars, making the high level strategy stuff. Um, And I will be bringing on more bot builders as well. Um, But it's just about finding that right person as well, because they need to have. So here's what a lot of people do as well. They go, Oh, that person's really good at building bots. I'm going to bring them in. And you're (laughs) like, yeah, but you want to bring someone in who doesn't want their own agency because what happens is you train them up, you get them up to there, and they're like, "Wow, I'm amazing now," and they go, like, "I'm going to go and do it myself." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want right? to, uh, yeah, yeah. You, you, you want to retain. You want to attract, but you also want to retain that person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that a good way to do that is looking at the Myers Briggs personality test. Yeah. Um, so uh, there's 16 different personalities, and you want to be looking at the kind of personalities that that complement what you do so my personality type is commander which yep. some people would get from my general personality anyway because i'm very <laughs> kind of like bam 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 <laughs> um, and just just to give you a reference point as well C- commander other people who are commander personality types is uh, steve jobs uh, gordon ramsey uh, ty lopez uh, th- those kind of people are commander personality types who are like i just get stuff done and we we just activate and make it happen, make it happen. And sometimes yes. can be a little bit cold and ruthless about, look, well, we just need to get the result. So I need yeah, people yeah, who don't want that. Steve Jobs, is, Steve Jobs was a bit like that. Like, you know, it was pretty, uh, pretty ruthless, actually. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Because, the, you know, the, the ones that are really successful entrepreneurs tend to be more of those personality types. Yeah. But, but then you have the other people who are working on their team who are more kind of like, I don't want to ask for the sale. I don't want to ask for money. I don't, I don't want the hassle mm-hmm. of running my own agency and having these, I don't want conflict. I just want to do my thing. I want to make it nice and creative. Yeah. So those people, they're great on a team and you want to be looking for those people, not more commanders. Cause if I had someone else to say, no, Paul, we should do it this way. And I'm like, no, we're doing it that way. And then that's yeah, going to cause chaos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so you yeah you need to be with re- re- reliable people that will execute uh, that will execute the work i guess so it's uh, extremely valuable lesson that you gave because uh, um a, a lot of independent consultants or uh, small business small business um uh, consulting firms uh, will pride themselves into uh, I'm doing everything. I'm working 90, 80 hours a week. Uh, it's crazy. I have to do my core stuff. I have to do all the admin. I, do, I, I organize my own events, etc. But here, you you are proactive, or you are proactive. Sorry, into um, going to Upwork or going to any 
basically any platform in which you can find staff uh, and uh, trying to find people for uh, doing all those repetitive tasks, things that you have to do several times a week, get that uh, outsourced uh, because it is, we, we can say, we can use the word low value, but also let's say it's repetitive and it is not in your uh, zone of genius basically. And uh, I think that's a huge, uh, that's a huge lesson learned, I think, for the, for the audience. Uh, and and the, the other thing to note on that as well is everything's your fault, right? Uh, as a business owner, everything's your fault. So if you go and hire a VA and they don't do a good job, that's because you haven't trained them properly. Not, yes. not because, or you haven't filtered them properly before you brought them on to the job, you know? So if you're going to give them a small task before you take them on for a big task, you yeah. know, give, give, them, give them one email to schedule first before you go go and schedule everything for the rest of my life uh you know it's, it's you've, you've got to start with the, those small things and then also again like get them to do the personality test go and find out if they're a good fit for your your business and your culture before you actually go any further yeah it's true do, do you want to know my uh, result on the myers-briggs test what what was it it was a uh, diplomat it's interesting uh, there, yeah <laughs> and uh, I think the, in the examples I had, I had Obama, I think in the example, I don't remember the example of famous people that have that. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but, uh, but yes, yes, that's, uh, that's so valuable. And, uh, and uh, it's important to, to look at that instead of maybe look first at uh, hiring a um, permanent, uh, a new permanent employee uh, in the, in the business. Uh, so I think we went through, uh, we went through a lot uh, during, during this interview, you gave, uh, you provided uh, with a lot, a lot of value. Uh, so maybe we get to, to uh, we get to the end i have one question because we're on the consulting lifestyle podcast and uh in a way i think you you partially already answered that but i would like to know for you what it means to 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 have uh, a consulting lifestyle so to, to i'd say to have a consulting lifestyle it's about uh a few things giving the freedom to um to other people, giving the freedom to yourself as well to be able mm-hmm. to live the life on your terms. But it's also like like having an impact and leaving a legacy on other people. You know, don't jump into consulting because you think it's an easy option. Jump into consulting if you have already got proven success running a business. There's a, there's a lot of consultants that have never actually run a business themselves, and then they've read a book and then gone, "I'm going to be a consultant." So you know it's much better to go and have that like i say i've been running businesses since i was what 16 17 so and i'm now 28 so i spent a lot and i still really don't do much coaching or consulting i will do some sales training and stuff like whilst they're in my done for you stuff and people keep going oh can you do coaching and consulting like that i'm like not right now uh, because i would rather control the process and get everyone big results as well um so yeah that the consulting for me is people who are truly experts at what they do and then can pass that knowledge and share it with someone else yes yes perfect um also um how, how can um how, how can people uh, get in touch with you um the messenger bot guy you mentioned already some uh, social media um, platforms so um can you let yeah. us know how they can get in touch so if you go to the messengerbotguy.com, there is a, a free video training on there as well that breaks down the exact process of how we reduce that book call cost by 500% and how we uh, doubled the show rate and uh, took, took all, the, all the numbers as well through the roof. 
Um, so there's a free training on there, and then you have the option as well to uh, schedule in a discovery call if you want to find out more, more about it. Um, but yeah, that's completely free. So just go to messengerbotguy.com and uh, you can check it all out. Ah, perfect. Uh, so uh, the, the the messengerbotguy.com it will be in the in the show notes as well. So I think it was an amazing interview. We spoke with someone that went from uh, running a bakery, uh, making music for a fifth in the music from the 50s and the 60s and uh, I see him on the video and he's definitely not from that period so maybe his parents are from the 50s or 60s um, <clears throat> then he went uh, to a bridesmaid dress business and now uh, he's the messenger bot guy so it was uh, it was amazing thank you very much uh, Paul and um, we uh, we talk uh, next time for sure yeah, th thanks for having me on the show appreciate it thanks welcome bye bye Thank you for listening to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast. Leave a review on iTunes if you enjoyed the episode and subscribe to the podcast so that you get notified to hear other episodes with your host, Diogène Tirandekoura.